This podcast is meant for mature audiences only and contains strong sexual language. We are so excited to announce our partnership with Alt Playground, a lifestyle site dedicated to helping you find your next adventure. There are a ton of sites out there for non-monogamy, but what sets Alt Playground apart is their emphasis on being inclusive of a host of ethically non-monogamous groups and sexual preferences. So not only will you find swingers on there, but a host of other groups spanning the spectrum of sexual orientation and gender. Hence, the emphasis on alt. When they say they are an open community, they really mean open. So if you're tired of being pigeonholed into a label or looking for something a little different, check out Alt Playground by heading to altplayground.net. Now let's start the show. Welcome to the show, uh, everybody. This is the Bomber and the Bell, and we are hosts of the Black and Kinky Lifestyle Podcast. Um, and we are now officially in the fall. Is that? Yeah, I think the the twenty first was the fall equinox. Yeah, um, and this is your favorite holiday. Or favorite season, I should say. Yeah, it, I would say Christmas is my favorite holiday. But the fall, autumn is definitely a favorite time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I like the fall. I like the spring. I like the mild seasons. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'm looking forward to Halloween. Uh, okay. Not as much as I typically do. I was like, what are we doing for Halloween that you're looking forward to? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if things were normal, I'd be looking forward to all of the Halloween lifestyle parties. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a very different time. Which I'm sure there's still some going on. Right. We like, just won't be there. I mean, you know, have some faith. Maybe we'll maybe we'll pop up at one. You never mm-hmm. know we can be going down on October 31st. It falls on a Saturday this year, I mm-hmm. think. Oh man, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right. So today we have an interesting topic. Um, uh, the topic today is going to be about uh, whether or not lifestyle friendships are authentic friendships. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about where this topic came from um because i was i'm 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 really into this and uh shout out to monogamous monogamous marriage Mm -hmm. um because they had posted this um uh they posted this article um and i want to really get into it so um before we get get into that i wanted to say uh something from our last episode so do you remember what we talked about in our last episode, Bill? Privilege, sexy privilege. Right. So we talked about sexy privilege, and you know some of our Patreon members uh, they they liked it and had a few comments on it, and there are a couple of other people uh, who had reached out to us in response to it. Um, one of the things that they were mentioning was that you know there are some privileges with looking good and the people like really resonated that really resonated with a lot of people but they also acknowledge that there are some costs to being really attractive and sexy so mm-hmm. for those of you who haven't listened to that episode we were just talking about um how you know people who are attractive have 
privileges just general and generally in everyday life like when it comes to their jobs when it comes to pay when it comes to you know um just the way people treat them more attractive people just get treated better in our society um so you know how this plays out in the lifestyle world is very um very similar so you could imagine a dude who's like you know maybe he's five eight comes into a bar got a fly ass suit on wearing like expensive ass cologne got the fresh cut the fresh fade you know goatee shining glistening shades on point right his game is tight he watched a lot of gentlemen swag videos why would he still have shades on in the club because the lights are bright bell no they're bright Mm. Mm-mm. Okay, Mm-mm. whatever. Mm-mm. All right, so no shades. Anyway, you get my, you get what I'm saying. He, yeah. He, <laughs> first of all, there's a reason to wear shades in a club. Let no, me tell you there's why. There's never a no, reason for let that. Let me explain. There's Some, never a reason for that. What what what's up? What's what is your opposition to shades in a club? It's you look ridiculous. Okay, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. But let me just explain the rationale for having shades in the club. You know who got shades in the club all the time? Mm-hmm. The security guards. <laughs> yeah, so they can, I know why, but anyway, go ahead. Yes, so that they can see, they, they, they you know, when you put shades on, you can't, people can't really tell where you're looking. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at a fat ass or some cleavage and, you know, uh, of a woman and she happens to be with her man that looks like Ben Diesel, um, it's not a good look. Right. So sometimes you don't want people to see where your eyes are looking. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all I'm saying. It has a purpose. Anyway, let's say the dude don't got shades on since Bell would be hating on him. Mm-hmm. So this guy would be following all the advice we've been talking about as far as dressing well, as far as, you know, being able to spit some game. Um, but then, you know, you imagine this five, six, you know, swagged gentleman in the club, in walks in a six foot two dude with like python arms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tall, dark skin. Dude has nothing but a t shirt on and a pair of jeans. Um, and he won't have any game, mm-hmm. but that dude will still get more attention than the fine-dressed short gentleman. Mm -hmm. And so that's an example of the kind of privilege that we talked about. But somebody had acknowledged that there are some costs that comes with that privilege. Women, pretty women, very attractive women, they get hit on all the time. Right. They get hit on when they don't want to get hit on. They get hit on when they do want to get hit on. They don't get to choose who hits on them. Mm -hmm. And it can be really annoying and at times can be really dangerous depending on where that woman is. Yeah. Okay. That's true. So, yeah, so I wanted to acknowledge that there is some there's some risk that comes with that. I think the risk is really um, um, heavily uh, on the backs of women, though. Um, men don't really have to worry about this kind of thing. Okay, so before we get into the topic today, we have, uh, so we've received this email. So this is kind of a... All right, this comes from L. Uh, something that was requested from my partner, from a partner that I didn't quite jive with. Well, my significant other of six years now asked about anal play. My boyfriend said he is eager to try as he has heard anal play for a man is an orgasm that is like no other. This clean freak of a guy was more embarrassed and shook that he would make a mess or shit himself. 
mm-hmm. lol knowing that he is a nervous shitter oh god <laughs> like if that was my issue when i got nervous <laughs> listen <laughs> it'd be a rough life um mm-hmm. i knew i had to be extra cautious with him we are so comfortable with one another that I told him if there's an accident or whatnot, I wouldn't judge. Shit happens, and I know where I'm going. The next weekend after dinner and after a long shower from his inn, he busted out the finger condoms and even laid down a bath towel, which made me chuckle as this clean freak wanted to make sure if there was any messes made, it won't hurt his sheets on the bed. <laughs> I excused myself to the restroom and immediately called my friend who is a gay male. He told me to make sure he's relaxed by sucking his dick on his back and then taking my index finger and gently inserting it. He showed me the finger motion of how to stroke it. I hung up and went into the bedroom, placed that finger condom on and lubed it on up. I fingered his ass while sucking his dick and lo and behold, Bam. He enjoyed it so much that he was asking me to go deeper. I felt like such a boss at that moment in time. Definitely not something I have ever experienced. I realized I enjoyed doing it as well. Afterwards, there was no messes. Woohoo! The condom came out clean, and I know he was relieved by that. I would have been relieved by that, too. And good on y'all for using a condom, a finger condom. (laughs) Yeah, Because that would be mandatory. Right. Um, Right. It's interesting because I think Horrible Decisions had um, uh, posted an Instagram (laughs) meme um, with, uh, I can't remember what cartoon this thing came from, but it was basically like these two cartoon characters wiping off what looked like ice chocolate ice cream off the ground. And one of them saying, okay, this is the last time we try anal. (laughs) Um, So this is, this was an interesting one because, um, particularly because the writer here had consulted with a gay male, um, Mm -hmm. uh, specifically I'm assuming a a bottom who would know a lot about making sure your ass is clean. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had posted a question about how people clean their asses and um, somebody posted a link to a whole system that involved douching, Having a yeah, movement, that's what I douching you, again. Yeah, had to do. And I thought you weren't supposed to eat, but you know. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Um, and I would and, and they were like, yo, you gotta keep doing it until, you know, when you push that water out, it is completely clean and mm-hmm. clear. You know, push that shit into a glass, make sure you don't see nothing. Um, that is one clean rectum <laughs> if you can get there. Um, so um, shout out to uh, L for trying something new. Uh, so this was in response to a question we put out there about um, whether or not you've ever done something uh, with your partner that wasn't necessarily something that you were into, but you you know took one for the team and decided that you were going to prioritize making your partner feel good. So mm-hmm. shout out to L for doing that. Um, okay, so this next one is from AA. I love your podcast. I'm currently dating a gentleman who is interested in threesomes, swinger clubs, or things like that. I'm curious and along for the journey. I'm the kind of person that I like to learn as much as I can about things I'm interested in, and your podcast helps me so much. So thank you for that. I was listening to episode 46, and you talked about 
women a woman happy ending massages and let me tell you I want one I had a massage last year that I thought was gonna go there and I was so excited I think this is definitely an industry that could blow up I agree with Belle that it would probably be a good fingering session or toy play thank you so much for taking your time and reading my email any information shared is a blessing I would love that too I just see I feel like I feel like, you know, the male massage happy ending is talked about more and is more acceptable. Mm-hmm. And it's like like female happy ending massages are like underground. I'm like, where do you find them? Because they had like, when we were living in New York, um, they had like legit like massage parlors. Like, you know, like that is a happy ending massage parlor. Right. Right. No, it's 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 a pretty. I mean, like the masseuses. I guess masseuse, masseuse. Masseuse, I don't know. (laughs) English language is is tough. Um, (laughs) Are probably like sex trafficked people, which is unfortunate. But you know, um, this is interesting because we were just watching the shy. Yeah. Um, and there was a sequence involving one of these happy endings that went a little further than I thought happy endings would go for women. Like, yeah. I, I, like this was like it was just straight up fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, I could imagine that being a possibility. I don't think that's the norm. If it is underground, I think it's like chicks getting eaten out, fingered, like yeah. they're getting orgasms. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's underground because if it wasn't underground, there'd be a whole lot of niggas trying to be masseuses. we would be blowing up the industry um but yeah i mean what what would you want your masseuse to look like if it was a happy ending thing we're gonna (laughs) come full circle back to this sexy privilege thing Uh, well obviously yeah he would have to be attractive and i would assume because he's a, a masseuse he's somewhat muscular you know to work my muscles Mm hmm. yeah and you would just want like you would just want to be eating out in some finger play, yeah. Or just yeah. No, I wouldn't be trying to fuck. Yeah, that's that's too much. <laughs> yeah, because you don't you don't know you're not really quite sure where it could go. Right. You yeah. know, and that could that can make things awkward. I could imagine. Um, all right. So I wanted to do a Reddit spotlight because I read a um there was there was a comment on Reddit that was just. I I thought it was great. Somebody sent it to us in in our band chat, um, and I really appreciate appreciate the folk the the person who sent this to me. So thanks a lot, um, because I want to talk about this. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna read this one out. Um, okay, so one night at a bar that had a regular swinger that had a regular swinger night, we ended up talking to an out of town couple for hours. They made it clear that they were interested in us going back to their hotel, but while the guy was all over my wife in a perfectly respectable but very open manner, I didn't realize uh, or I didn't really think the other wife was really into me. I felt like it was going to be more along the lines of I was good enough and she would take one for the team. So we didn't end up with them, and afterwards my wife was astonished that I hadn't been dying to have sex with the other wife, who was quite attractive. I mentioned that she didn't seem that into me, and my wife was even more astonished. She said it was obvious that the other wife was totally into me. I like to think that I'm above average at picking up signals, but boy, did did one of us uh, read that wrong and... 
While I still don't see how I could have misread it so thoroughly, not even with the benefit of hindsight, my wife is definitely much smarter and more sensitive than I. So I wonder how often societal condition play, conditioning plays a part in this in these interactions. But uh, the basic question is, like, how often are guys like getting this wrong? Um, how often are we not um, reading uh, reading the single si signals right? Um, and so some of the things he said he looked out for were, you know, light touches on the hand or forearm, um, you know, touching under the ca the table, um, things like that. Touch under the table. Yeah. Like if you, if you, if she grabs your thigh or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so we, we were having a discussion about this. Um, so one, do, do you kind of hear where this guy is coming from? Basically he's saying that he, like women aren't sending him the signals oh yeah absolutely because i'm that woman <laughs> mm -hmm. i mean i be sending signals but i feel like men like the the men and the partners that we interact with often find themselves in this position with me yeah yeah because they they end up coming up to me and, and saying they're not sure that you're that into them which i don't understand because i'll be talking and stuff like mm -hmm. i'll be talking to them Right. I be asking questions. Right. Sometimes that's not, you know. Like, I, now I ain't jumping your lap or nothing like that. But mm -hmm. if I got to do all of that, no. Yeah, you're not, you're not the aggressive type. No. Which is, which is fine. Um, but, um, but it's not like um aloof. No, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, and I'm biased clearly, but I think when you're into a guy, I, I think it's obvious enough. I yeah. don't think you have to do much more than what you're doing. Um, but I had reflected on myself um, in this, you know, in our swinger experiences. And I never once asked a husband whether their wife was into me or not. <laughs> because, you know, to some degree, I, I don't care. <laughs> like, like, don't, I know that sounds weird. What I could tell is if she's not into me at all. Like if she's not interested, I usually I can usually pick that up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think there are some exceptions, but I could usually pick that up. As long as I don't get that signal, I don't care mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I'm like, yo, I'm just gonna be me, and either she's gonna like it or she's like not. Um, but you know, as long as she's not giving me the super cold shoulder. I'm cool. Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't need anything else. Um, but I have historically been absolutely horrible at reading signals in my twenties. I was terrible. I lost so many opportunities. Um, I was telling you a story of one time this chick with a fat ass, fat ass I met on college campus. I was like maybe a sophomore, um, no, I probably was a freshman. Mm. Um, I met her after class. Uh, we were talking for a while and, um, you know, I happened to be in this, uh, in this part of my campus that was pretty nice. It was a pretty cool, um, dormitory I was in, you know, we had balconies and all that shit and a lot of dormitories didn't have that. So I told her I was there and she was like, oh, I'd like to come see it. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. So she's coming to my room now. Mm -hmm. Um, we get to the room. Um, I'm I'm chilling, um, and she's like, she lays on my bed, and I'm still not getting it, fellas. I'm still not wow. getting. I'm still not getting the signal. 
because she's she's laying there because I'm like, okay, well, there wasn't anywhere else to sit. So, but she's laying on the bed. She could have sat on the bed, but yeah. she's laying there. I'm not. It's just not clicking. And um, and she's like, oh, you know, this is really nice. Um, God, I'm really tired. I think I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> what you were thinking um i was thinking you know what i could use a nap too (laughs) we ended up taking a nap uh but then we woke up and you know my friends came in and she started asking these weird questions about what kind of girls i'm into or something like that and i would have been so pissed at you like i would have been so pissed like nigga i have laid the pussy out for you like you all you had to do was slide in you didn't have to do any work (laughs) slide into home base and you skipped hopped right on the past it you know but but you know what the, you know the reason why i felt that way why because i was quite an ugly duckling mm. okay in high school i was not a looker like i was actually extremely unattractive <laughs> skinny dark skin you know like bad smile um there was just nothing redeeming about me mm. um but then in that year was when i got a lot of shit fixed (laughs) you know my style was a little different my you know i got you know i got i got contact lenses like you know my teeth got straight i wasn't used to the kind because i got i was really used to women just rejecting me and women kind of leading me on and women just like you know not giving up the pussy Mm -hmm. i was not used to a chick just laying it out on a platter like that Mm -hmm. so it just i didn't have you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. have the experience to tell me that's what was happening. Um, that wasn't the that wasn't the sec- that wasn't the only time that happened. It ha- there was another time I remember I was in a I was in a girl's bed and she was looking at me in my eyes, um, and trying to make out with me and I just wasn't getting it. <laughs> when did you figure this out? When did I figure out what? Like when a woman was throwing pussy at you. Um. I think probably when I turned when I turned junior, mm-hmm. um, it took about a year um, mm-hmm. for me to. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was going on, um, but I think that's when I got a girlfriend, and then I started piping her out. And, well, how did you get the girlfriend? Um, okay, well that's an interesting story. Uh, <laughs> well, I used to hang out with these sorority girls uh. a lot. You know, they they were letting me in. I still wasn't getting it. Um, and she was an aggressive woman, uh, so she wasn't laying out the pussy. Uh-huh. She was like, "I'm gonna wrap your dick around this shit, oh. and you're gonna understand what the fuck I'm trying to tell you." Okay. So, <laughs> so she got hers. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very aggressive too. She used to come to my room with lingerie. It was weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, but anyway, uh, as far as guys not getting the clue, like there aren't a lot of women aren't like aggressive. And so I feel like guys who have been like, you know, we talk about nine to fives, right? Right. So guys who are sort of on that unattractive scale, Uh they're so used to kind of being rejected that they, they, they're not, they're, they're really cautious about moving forward with a woman sometimes. And they need a lot of evidence mm-hmm. to assure them that this isn't going to be another rejection. Mm. Um, so this guy seems like he has some a few insecurities, but you know, I don't know. I think you girls can do a better job is all I'm Probably. saying. Probably. You know. So I ain't gonna lie about that. 
But I'd be interested to hear from the fellas about this one. How often did you misread a situation? And whenever we do get back out there, I'm going to be real rusty. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're, I mean, if you're laughing at a nigga's jokes. I laugh at everybody. Nah. Like if you laugh at a nigga's jokes and like slap his chest or something like that, like put your hand <laughs> on his chest, I'm like, yo, he got it. <laughs> I know, like that's the sign. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to the hit list. So this is going to be an interesting one because <laughs> Bell hasn't really, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with you <laughs> today. Um, all right, I'm going to go first. So I'm just going to say uh, uh, my hit list target in this episode is, I think her name is Kersey Clemens. Um, so there was a movie called Annabellum that came out that I really liked. Uh, we actually reviewed the film, um, and it is available to our Patreon members. Um, but she, uh, she plays in that movie, but she also, uh, earlier in her career, well, I guess only, what was it? Five years ago, she was in a movie called dope. You guys, if you haven't seen dope D O P E, it was a great, great, great movie. Like if you, if you're into like nineties hip hop, that was the movie to watch. If you haven't seen this movie, see that movie. In that movie, she plays this lesbian. Um, and she was cute in that movie. I didn't, she didn't really catch my eye in that movie, but I saw her the next time I saw her was in Annabellum. And she's really cute. She's this light skinned five seven chick, biracial. Um, and she has a pretty sexy body. Thick, nice pair of thick legs. Check her out. Um yeah, she was uh, her. So her dad was black and her mother was white. So she might have been her. She, her mother might have been a queen of spades. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, I don't. I mean, I remember the movie Dope. I just don't remember her in it. Yeah, it's it's fine. She <laughs> like there were there were three characters. One was the main character. There was another dude, oh, and then she was the chick. Cause she was more butch in that movie. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. She was like a stud. Yeah. Um. But she was she was cute, and she's gotten better with age. So that is my target. Who's yours? <laughs> so you said this is fine. But so <laughs> we had to change insurance, and so we got a new insurance guy. But our insurance guy is cute. I am absolutely sh- shocked. Well, I shouldn't be because no, you shouldn't be because he looks a little bit like me. Yeah, yeah. Like he's dark skinned. I mean, he's. He's bald headed. I believe he's bald headed. You don't got a problem with bald headed. No, I have a problem with bald headed. But he's just, he's a very good looking, I mean, he's young. He's a very good looking black man. Mm -hmm. And he's got a nice personality. Yeah, he does. I I like his personality. Like we could, we could be friends, but Mm -hmm. we're, we're not going to be because I need him to focus on my finances. Right. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's not, the insurance guy could get it. Well, it depends. You don't know how tall he is. This is true. I've only seen him sitting down. That's right. <laughs> on, on, on virtual, Zoom. on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> so he could stand up and it'd be a whole different situation. <laughs> We're totally going to ask him how tall he is. <laughs> That's how we talk to him. Um, okay. All right. So real quick, I just want to say a couple of things about uh, APG. Um, so they are making it even easier to customize your personal experience on their site with their newest feature. Uh, they have a news feed that allows you to keep up to date with your lifestyle contacts, uh, see when new events are announced, and view not some of the naughtiest pictures. 
I think that this is actually a really important thing because because when we have when we had our profile because I've changed things up a little bit like we take some really good pictures Mm -hmm. and people won't be able to see those pictures unless they log in and you know check out our gallery Mm -hmm. um well you know playground has all these all playground.net check them out um so they have these features where people can actually share to a wall so it's actually like you get like a news feed and so people like are sharing their pictures and so more people get to see some of the sexy pictures you put out there and it's just an easier way to just get seen so it's like sexy facebook basically yeah Mm. yeah and so um alt playground sometimes they have themes where like today we're doing selfies you know today we're doing you know butt shots and you know Mm -hmm. titty shots or whatever Mm -hmm. so people kind of have to put effort into it which Mm -hmm. i kind of i kind of appreciate so um so yeah, check them out. Um, all right, quick Patreon shout out to our members. Uh, so just a shout out to Lene, Desi, Vision, Rizzy, Jeremy, Mike, Jill, Derek, Texas Bama, Redonia, Clifton, Brown Girl, Silverback, Christy, Mr. B, Chadwick, and Ricky. Thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. You guys really... Uh, your con- contributions really do go a long way in keeping this show running. Um, okay, so let's get into the topic of today. Uh, so are swingers, are swinger friends really friends? Um, so this has been on my mind for a while because some of the lifestyle friends we've built, they've sort of sometimes they've been a little too good to be true. And mm-hmm. I've been asking myself, all right, I'm only friends with these people because they just want to have sex with us. And that's why they're so nice. <laughs> right. Um, and so there's some there's like a hint of dishonesty there, because if there were some things they didn't like, they probably wouldn't say them because they would risk getting some, you know, some action from mm-hmm. us if mm-hmm. we became available. Um so that's what was that's been on my mind and I have not been able to articulate it but monogamous marriage posted this thing on Twitter this article on Twitter where it's sort of an exchange uh, I believe between the two of them um where they're talking about um they're talking about this dynamic like of lifestyle friendships and whether or not they're actually real so, um, so shout out to them. I'll have a link of it in the show notes. There are a couple of quotes I want to just dissect. So it starts with this one. So, so I'm going to read it and then I'm just going <laughs> to, then I'm going to ask you, Belle, to jump in. Mm-hmm. So, right. <laughs> so, cause I was reading it out loud. Okay. Um, so this is a friend talking to, um, the writer. So, She says, lifestyle people are some of the most enjoyable people she has ever been around, but that in the end, these people have only one thing on their minds. And because it's all about sex, it's hard not to see the friendship as superficial. Have you ever felt this way? Yeah. I mean, well, I think this is just my own self-doubting myself. Anyway, um, but like you, you think, oh, you know, you had a good connection with a person, but did you really... And is it because only because you had sex with them and they enjoyed it and they want to make sure that they maintain that opportunity mm-hmm. or, um, you know, or they want to have sex with you. And so like they're, you know, trying to uh, be 
be likable. And we talk about this. Like we talk about, you know, getting people to have sex with you. Part of that is being likable, Mm -hmm. like being uh, enjoyable to be around. So is that all a facade just to get the goodies? Yes. Um, This is really an important point because like being desirable is a huge part of the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But I'd argue that it's a huge part of our lives. We want to be liked. People want to be liked anyway. Like you want to be liked by your friends. You want to be liked by your family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, actually, I don't need all them to like me, but you know, okay, family. okay. This this is why one of us has. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Um, so, uh, but basically. Um, I think that we kind of put up a facade regardless because we, we, we need people to, to like us. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes things get real. Um, but you know, with our friendships, I think that that is still there. It's just sex isn't the thing that people are after. It's more acceptance, mm-hmm. but I think the li- that I think that's true for the lifestyle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll also I'll also acknowledge that everyone you play with and everyone you seek to play with are not necessarily lifestyle friends. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the ones who actually do become your friend, those friends, those friendships, I believe are authentic. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the quotes from this, um, um, because this is really about like what, what makes lifestyle friendships um deep and just better friendships in some ways um so you're already letting them know you're already letting them in on a secret you keep from everyone else in your life that you sleep with other people outside of your relationship you start out in a place of honesty and trust that other couples might not get in might not get to in decades of friendship that's very true I mean, yeah, there's plenty of, we have a whole bunch of couple friends who, I mean, don't know that we're in the lifestyle. Um, And, you know, and there's stuff that we don't know about their relationships, obviously, too. And that doesn't mean that you, you know, share all your secrets, all your secrets with your lifestyle friends. Um, But it does set this like level playing field for honesty and openness, Mm-hmm. Um, cause they already know this like big thing about you that you have to keep secret from other people. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would definitely agree with that. Um, and this goes a little, goes a little deeper. It's, it's, uh, you know, besides just people knowing that you practice non-monogamy, um, cause there are people that know that we practice it in our vanilla world. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's, I don't feel any closer to them because they know that. No. Um, uh, so I'm, we're going to get into Which that. Which you think you would. Yeah. Um, but you know, not really mm-hmm. like, and I'm, and, and there's a reason for that. And I'm, I'm going to go into it a little bit later. Um, the other quote, uh, I wanted to get into was quote, swingers are people who have found ways to say yes to the good parts of extramarital attraction and no to the bad. And I wanted to break this down. So there's adultery and there's swinging. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So adultery by design, it's dishonest. It can lead to pregnancy and STIs. It can lead to divorce, family destruction. It can really ruin a lot of lives, including those of your children. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when people started thinking about adultery, and I said this um, when we were talking to the Sweet Life podcast, mm-hmm. you know, it was during a time where there wasn't much contraception, condoms weren't a thing. Mm-hmm. So if you were adulterous, I mean, you could fuck things up. Yeah. Um, you know, of having, having children out of wedlock, all of that shit. Um, but swinging is open and honest. It's done with protective mechanisms and precautions, condom use, testing, for the most part. Maybe this, you know, this is true for most swingers, certainly true for us, I mm-hmm. think. Um, clear boundaries um, to avoid friendships from becoming romantic. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Unless y'all decide to be poly but on the last one, but yeah. Right. <laughs> Which wouldn't be swinging anymore. Right, yeah. Now, can you read this next quote for me? The honesty that allows a man to admit his attraction to another man's wife extends to every aspect of the relationship between the couples. There is simply less pretending all around and more genuine connection. This was one of my favorite quotes um, from this article because this is what I was thinking about when it comes to our vanilla friendships and the things we can't really share. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you agree with that, that notion? I, I do. I definitely, I mean, this is talking do. about man, but like, I think it's true for women too. Right. I mean, cause I mean, even before we were in the lifestyle, we would talk about, you know, vanilla couples or vanilla people that we saw or interacted with that we thought were attractive. Um, you know, not that we thought we would do anything at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but one being being able to be honest with ourselves about that, that we are still attracted to other people besides um, each other. And then being able to share that or now I should say being able to share that honesty with with those people that we, some of them with those mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. we think are attractive um, adds another level to the dynamic of connection um, and intimacy right and i wanted to go i wanted to go back to um so so one i just let me let me just acknowledge that that honesty is really cool that honesty Mm -hmm. is like a breath of breath of fresh air um you know there's another point in this article where they're like you know if you put attractive 30 or 40 or some, some things in a room together, like, of course, there's going to be some cross attraction. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some partners of my friends that I find attractive. We can't talk about that. Mm-hmm. There's some partners of your friends that you might find attractive. Can't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, and, and so th- what that had me thinking about was, You know, even though in the lifestyle we have these set rules and boundaries, right, that would make you think, well, since you have to have these rules and boundaries, are those really authentic friendships? Mm -hmm. Um, I would argue that in vanilla, um, in our vanilla friendships, there are still boundaries. They're just unspoken. Yeah. So I wanted to go through some of those. Um, So just tell me if this is this is right. So um, so when it comes to vanilla relationships right vanilla friendships Mm -hmm. 
talking for the most part, there are some exceptions. So talking about sex is off the table. So let's say we're with a couple. Mm-hmm. So this isn't true. Like when you when you're talking with your girls, you can talk about sex. When right. I'm talking about my guys, yeah, yeah, I guess. Mixed company. Yes, mixed company. Is this true? Can we talk about sex? And when when is when is that true? I wouldn't say no, but the 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 depth and uh, graphicness graphicness of the conversation is highly limited. Give me an example of like a conversation we had regarding sex with a vanilla couple. Can you remember one? Yeah, we were talking about with about uncircumcised penises. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so that was a thing. <laughs> Couldn't go. Yeah, that was that was that was skating the edge a little mm-hmm. bit. Now that I remember, I, I remember, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, we can't go too far with this. Yeah. One. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but like talking about sex is it could be problematic mm-hmm. because it can be even if you're not flirting. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be suggestive and kind of broach that territory mm-hmm. where you can come up, you can make a mistake and say something you're not supposed to say. Um, but again, this is unspoken. Um, there are some friends we haven't don't have a problem doing this with, but I think even then it's a little like I can't talk about like, hey, you know, the Bell and I were doing it last night and she let me bust on her lips oh well no so i would definitely say that even when you are able to talk about sex um it's speaking generally and not not speaking specifically about experiences that you've had with the partner that you're currently with bingo yes absolutely um, so that's off the table. Like, and some people might disagree with me, but in my experience, like with vanilla couples, like you can't be doing that shit. Mm-mm-mm. Um, so flirting with the, so the next bullet I have here is flirting with each other's partners is also off the table, which I think is an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. Sharing any attraction to each other's partners is prohibited. So basically if I tell my friend that, I think his wife is really sexy. Yeah, no. I mean, but you could say, oh, you know, if we're out together, oh, you look really nice today. Mm-hmm. Like you could say, you know, a compliment that's very high level and basic. Not like, I like how your titties look in that dress. <laughs> like, damn, your wife got a fat ass. Right. She could have, and she, the thing is in the vanilla world, like, she could be sexy as fuck. You can't say shit. Like you, yeah. oh, you you look nice in that dress. Wow, that fits you well. Mm, but like that's cutting it close. <laughs> that fits you well. What you mean? Fits where? Fuck you trying to say, bomber? <laughs> right. Trying to say you want to fuck my wife? <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So sharing naughty pictures or videos. Oh hell no. So. So I wanted to talk about this. I remember like years ago. So I have a, a crew of a crew of friends that, you know, we have a chat, you know, I have a bunch of chats, but this is like friends I grew up with. So uh, one of these friends uh, was dating a girl and this was his girlfriend. This was his girl. And he would, you know, take video of him smashing her or whatever which is fine Mm. like couples do that all the time we do that all the time um but he would share them in this chat Mm -hmm. 
And no one would say a word. <laughs> no one would respond to it. He'd be like, yo, fellas, check this out. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, I came out and said, because after, you know, he had showed a, a, a video of her giving him a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And finally, I came out and scolded him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yo, son, listen, listen, yo. You can't share. You can't do this. Like, mm-hmm. if this is your girl, you cannot do this. Mm-hmm. You cannot be sharing videos of your girl with us. Some we see this chick. So, and the reason why I did, I told him that wasn't because I thought it was immoral, mm-hmm. but I was like, but it's because he's the kind of guy who would get upset, right? Because if y'all said something, he would be feeling some type of way. Exactly. It's so, like, like you can't be mad. Really, look. <laughs> you could have been on some petty shit and said something and then he get upset and you'd be like but like you put her out there that's exactly um you know and i think i think for the most part it's kind of lame to be doing that shit without chicks chicks approval Mm -hmm. like like without their permission anyway Mm -hmm. um but uh but he was the kind of guy that would get upset if you were talking about his partner in a way like, yo, I would I would fuck her. Like that makes no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. And it, it so so he stops sharing that shit. Um Wait, but, what was his response to you? Like Oh, oh he yeah. just he just stopped shit. We he didn't respond. He just stopped sharing shit. <laughs> this dumb motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Um but to this day, he'll still share like photos and videos of random chicks. But it's like if any of us hollered at them chicks, he would have a problem with it. Like no. it's the, it's just the you, weirdest you, dynamic. You giving them, <laughs> you giving your boys a uh, trailer to like coming attractions of your girl. Basically, like, you know this nigga is a fuck up. So she gonna be available soon. <laughs> right. right. So. It's, so dumb. Yeah, so dumb. It's, it's dumb. So, but it, but it's basically a way for him to show off, like, oh, I can get chicks to do shit on camera. Like, that's why he's doing it. Um, but anyway, that shit is off limits. Like, I would never share a sexy video or picture in my vanilla circles. Mm-hmm. I would never do that. Um. So the the other one I have here is more like a specific thing, but dancing with another partner in, in any kind of provocative way. So mm-hmm. like if we're out with another couple and we're in a club, like I can dance with my man's girl, mm-hmm. but that dance has limits. Yeah. She cannot back that shit up. Nah. <laughs> cannot do that. Mm-hmm. So if I was dancing with my, my boy's girl and she was like giving me dubs. Oh no. <laughs> that, that'd be the end of that sense. friendship. <laughs> to me. What doesn't make sense? Dubs. <laughs> it's a New York thing. So, would you agree with these? Are there any 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 other limits? Um, any other limits as far any other unspoken limits in vanilla circles? Um, I would say like talking to the person, you know, like outside of a four-way chat about stuff that's explicit. Yeah. Like, you know, like you talk to one of my friends about coordinating regarding some pictures. Like, Mm -hmm. that's fine. Ain't nobody tripping over that. But, you know, if, if, you know, she was like, 
I want to slide on that dick. That's yeah. <laughs> or not even that. She could say something. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a bit extreme, <laughs> but she could say something like, you know, um, you were looking really good at the party mm-hmm, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really huge. <laughs> All right. Um, and the same is true for you. Like if a guy, yeah. 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 So. Any anything else? I'm I'm also like thinking about little shit that could happen. Like you know, you might be on a double date or something like that. Like if I'm like staring into homegirl's eyes, mm-hmm. um, or some shit like that, or I'm I'm talking to her a little longer than mm-hmm. you know what I mean. It's little shit um, that could really throw things off. Yeah. But it's like all of these unspoken rules. Um. So let's talk about the lifestyle boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. There aren't many here. Um, okay. So open and honest communication. Yeah. Um, so that's like a, almost a universal rule. Mm-hmm. Um, limit disclosure of the sexual parts of that friendship for non-lifestylers. I don't know what that means. All right. So it's like if we're fucking another couple, mm-hmm. Um. We want to keep that discreet from the vanilla community. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so discretion is the law. I'm just being really wordy for no reason. So right. <laughs> um, limited private interactions between partners. So That depends on the couple, I would say. I mean, some couples, um, a big part of their play is separate play and separate, like, interactions. Yeah, I guess that's true. But I don't, I mean, I don't know. I still think there are some limits there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, and that, and those limits have to be, like, really clear. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, otherwise this is a poly thing. Right. Um, or an open relationship. Or an open relationship, right. Um, and then, you know, the other thing I have here is just that there are spoken rather than unspoken rules. Mm-hmm. More spoken. There, I think there are still some unspoken rules in the lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but... I think for the most part, there's a um, general rule on making sure there's clarity. But do you feel like there are ever like some moments where, um, you know, you felt like, oh, I don't, this this is a surprise. Like, I don't know what to do about this situation. Um, anything you weren't prepared for in the lifestyle? I mean, I, I think that's a lot of things. <laughs> um, I don't know. What specifically, though? Um, if I had to think of a situation, um, it was, oh, we were at a Canna event, and um, there was this woman there, a mm-hmm. single woman, who was who was really nice looking, actually. Had nice curly hair. She was looked like she work out, worked out. And, you know, usually when we go to, this is a canna event that was thrown by a friend of ours who, you know, um, throws cannabis events. So we mm-hmm. sit in there and we, you know, getting our smoke on or whatever. Um, and this isn't a play event. It's just, you know, we go there, maybe take some edibles, sample some stuff, and then we go home, talk a little bit, play some games or whatever. Um, and so it comes to the end of the night and we're chilling because we know the host. Mm-hmm. Um um and we go in the basement and the girl i think she came up to you and said um she was interested in playing with me right yeah 
Um, so that was a situation I didn't have a script for because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, number one, we usually play together, but sometimes that's not really a big deal. But this was right. an event we weren't even planning on playing at. So, <laughs> you know, I would I wanted to play with her, but I was just like, nah, this something doesn't feel right here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> um so little little moments like that happen sometimes, and you know we can talk about them. Yeah. Um, and we have rules. To t- we have not rules. We have we have a room to talk about them. Like it's mm-hmm. like normative. Um. So that's what I I think that's what some of the key um differences between um lifestyle friends and vanilla friends are, but. I've been thinking about this because I've been kind of wondering, like, what is it that creates a friendship? Yeah. Like, what, like, when you reflect on your own friendships? Well, you know, I, I never know. Like, I'm always asking you, like, am I really friends with this person? Mm-hmm. Or, like, what is this? I'm not sure. I'm not good at this. <laughs> right. Um, well, I mean, have you given it any thought? I know we talked about, th- we talk about this a lot. It's interesting. You're such an introvert. It's like... You're introvert to the point where it's like <laughs> it's it's almost like you're an alien <laughs> and you're like, I don't understand how these life forms engage their relationships. So <laughs> I'm going to play by these rules. You would never know that mm. if you've ever like if you listen to this show and you've heard the bell speak, um, <laughs> uh, you'd never know that. But that's that's who she is. So anyway, it's like. You're asking me questions like, is this life form my friend or are they an acquaintance? <laughs> yes. Um, it's a regular question I have. For you. <laughs> um, well, I think this that's what I wanted to make the rest of this episode about. Um, so you might disagree with me when I talk about these things. But I but I. So um, I wanted to talk about what is it that that kind of makes a friend? And I'm sort of like kind of vacillating between vanilla and lifestyle because I think they're different. Um, So I came upon a couple of websites and videos and, uh, and I put this list together and I call it like the five levels of friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, And most people like it starts at level one, which is strangers, people you don't know. Um, And then the extreme is like, um, like best friends. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go through this um, and talk about what it looks like in vanilla world and, and lifestyle world. So I think strangers is an easy one. These are people you don't know right. clearly. Um, and then if you meet them, um, they become acquaintances. Um, so acquaintances, and just tell me if I'm wrong here. So acquaintances, these are people you have small talk with. Um, these are like in the vanilla world, your coworkers, mm-hmm. um, in some cases, they could be your neighbors. Yeah. Um, anybody you have like a business relationship can fall fall in this category. Um, I think that in the lifestyle, um, acquaintance is actually really interesting. Um, when I think of acquaintances. I think of like people you might, we might run into, right? Since we're the bomber and the bell. So as mm-hmm. soon as somebody introduces themselves, boom, acquaintance that knows more about us than we know about them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but usually when we meet, when I know I'm talking to an acquaintance, when if we happen to run into them at a party, mm-hmm. 
there's like an hourglass, like, okay, I'm going to give this person like, I'm going to give this couple like 10 minutes of dialogue <laughs> before we make some bullshit excuse. Mm-hmm. I was okay, like, yeah. right. What was like the most, what was the dumbest excuse you ever used to like remove yourself from an interaction with an acquaintance? Mm. Like, have you ever like been talking to an acquaintance and then like an awkward silence comes up and you're like, all right, it was good talking to you. I got to check and see if it's raining outside. I don't think <laughs> I don't think I even say anything. I just like leave. <laughs> like like you know that um that meme where Homer is like fading into the hedge. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, definitely you. Yeah, just like slide away. <laughs> Be like, like where are the belt all of a sudden I'm the only one talking to the couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you just fucking disappeared into another dimension and shit. (laughs) Um, Now, what's interesting in the lifestyle is like acquaintances. These are the people like you might exchange kicks with. Mm -hmm. So you might be chatting on kick um, with them. Um, You might share dirty pictures with acquaintances in the lifestyle. And and you might actually fuck an acquaintance. (laughs) Yeah. Like that can happen real easy. You can just be in the playroom and another couple is there and you're like, hey guys, you might mm-hmm. not even know their name in the mm-hmm. lifestyle, but y'all might fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not going to say much to each other after that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that happens. I think lifestylers have an abundance of acquaintances yeah. because of this dynamic. We are united for, you know, around our love of sex and pleasure and fantasies. Um, and it's almost like we're going to a sporting event. <laughs> Sometimes we sit next to each other. We might like cheer together if our team is winning. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the lifestyle, we fuck sometimes. Right. Or, you know, might touch a titty or, you know, might get stroked. <laughs> All right. So would you agree with me that this is this is kind of what it looks like? Yeah. So these are acquaintances, right? So this episode has been about lifestyle friendships. We haven't gotten there yet. No. Um, but now, so that was level two. So it's strangers. Level two is acquaintances. And then level level three is casual friends. Right. So casual friends, you know, acquaintances may become casual friends. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, um, casual friends are the people that you have fun with. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the folks that you might go to brunch with. Yeah. You know, you might go with them on vacation. Um, you know, but there's still kind of an emotional distance Mm -hmm. between these people. Um, And they don't really see you at your worst. They usually see you at your best, right? Like, so I think most of our lifestyle relationships or sorry, most of our lifestyle friendships fall in this box. Mm -hmm. So, so let me just bring this back to vanilla. So you know somebody is a casual friend and not really beyond that because they can't come to your house unannounced. <laughs> yeah. They can't do that. If they're coming over, you're usually cleaning up before they get there. I mean, most people can't come to our house unannounced. I'd say casual friends cannot come to our house unannounced. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. I'm trying to think of who can come to our house unannounced and like. My oh, mom. oh, yeah. So let me let me rephrase <laughs> this. So who can come to your house and it be messy? 
is kind of what I'm saying. Because usually people can't come to your house unannounced because you haven't prepared your dwelling for guests. Right. So, yeah, you're, I guess your mom would. <laughs> yeah. Actually, just about all of my friends can come over um, unannounced. Well, not unannounced, but they can come over without me cleaning up. Actually, I just don't clean up shit. Like, right. I was like, I don't. That's your thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this rule applies universally. <laughs> <laughs> Because even, yes, your close friends, um, your best friend were to come over. No, the house cannot be a mess. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's just because they just don't live close and they don't come ov- over often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of our lifestyle friends fall in this ca- category because... I don't think any lifestyle friends have actually seen us at our worst. You know how you know somebody has breached the casual friends zone hmm. when they've come kind of come out of that? If you and that friend have had a conflict and have survived the conflict, if your friendship has survived a conflict, yeah. Um you're definitely out of that casual friend zone. Um I th- I think so. I, I think so too like I was telling you I, was, I had a while ago asked you about a friend that I have um, who you were saying is a close friend mm-hmm. and I think it's a casual friend because we haven't had like that keystone moment that yeah. that transforms the relationship where not and I don't think it necessarily has to be a conflict but you know that moment that brings us closer <laughs> yeah um, I want to talk about that um, cause that's, that's how a casual friend becomes something more. It can, it's sometimes like you can, some people can stay in the casual friend box for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they're just there for a few months because there's this one moment where bam, like something happened. Mm-hmm. So you know how, you know, you have a close friend. Um, I think it's when, um, these people can see you in a compromising position. This is what I think is the main difference between close friends and casual friends. Mm-hmm. If let's say I got drunk mm-hmm. and I just cursed everybody out, you know, it's <laughs> one of those drunk nights where mm-hmm. I'm just telling everybody about themselves. I'm like, bitch, you a hoe. Get out of my fucking house. Nigga, your dick is small and my wife has been too pleasant <laughs> To tell you about that shit. You need to take your small dick ass home. And you, nigga, you can never get it up. You don't even belong in this motherfucking party. You could go home. Okay? Mm-hmm. And chick, chick, you look nice. I want to fuck you later on. You know, one of those bad nights. But that also could be one of those, like, key turning points in a friendship, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever had that happen? Have you ever fucked up one night and like lost a friend as a result? Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) I um, have not, or at least I don't remember being in that position. I know that I've had bad nights, Mm -hmm. um, but I know I have a close friend when that bad night doesn't necessarily end the friendship. It's just like... Um, it's basically like, um, you know, they might not speak to me the next day, Mm -hmm. but I don't have to worry about the friendship ending because of this in a casual friendship. I feel like some shit like that goes down 
and we aren't casual friends no more. Mm-hmm. Like it's like we're back in associate category. I'm yeah. uh, not associate. Um, what the fuck did I call it? Um, associate. Uh, acquaintance. Fuck? Acquaintance. Thank you. Began with a. I knew that. <laughs> um, which I think an acquaintance and an associate are basically the same. Right. Um, but I think what you were saying upstairs, because I was reflecting on a couple of friends we have that fall into this close friend category. Mm-hmm. Um, although maybe they're casual friends, but they went from acquaintances to being casual friends because a boundary was tested. Right. Do you remember what that boundary was? They We went to a strip club together. Right. Randomly. <laughs> right. Or more importantly she suggested going to a strip club Mm -hmm. and it was like oh right okay we like seeing titties Mm -hmm. um and that was a vanilla friendship right um so like a boundary was tested i feel like that's what kind of i mean you were saying like it was like one step right so i think that's you know on the stairway to you know best friends (laughs) you you take these steps and so like you test you know, the step to see, you know, is it is it slippery? Is it too high? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, and if it's safe, you kind of move up in the friendship. So from acquaintances to casual friends. And if, you know, if the boundary is tested and it's not safe, then you, you know, either stay at the same level or you go down. Right. Yeah. And I think... Um... So it's interesting in the lifestyle, like I said, I don't think we have folks that fall in this category. Like we have people we like, we have like casual friends, but I don't think I can, I, I don't think I can say it's interesting if people kind of call me out when they hear this episode, <laughs> some of our casual <laughs> like, lifestyle friends, because, because what? what I'll ask them is, yo, if I had a bad night, like, would you cut me off or would you like forgive me? And like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't trust folks enough to accept a bad night from the bomber oh i think we have some folks that would accept a bad night from you Uh, (laughs) why would you say that (laughs) what makes you say that because i i I think we're we're on that step Mm -hmm. but you haven't had a bad night no um you're not in terms of like you know getting rowdy or anything like that right Cause, like I mean, you've gotten too drunk, but it hasn't been like an angry drunk. No. <laughs> it's just like you're just not functional. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. And I've had I mean, I've been so drunk that I've messed up a few acquaintance relationships because, <laughs> um, uh, you know, folks might be trying to talk to me after we done fucking and I'm so drunk. I can't even remember that we fucked. So. <laughs> um, and some people don't take that the, ro- the right way. Um so, but I think like if you have lifestyle friends that um that can, you know, see you at your worst and still accept you and still be friends with you, I think that's a really valuable thing. Mm-hmm. Um so close friends. So this isn't the this isn't the most this isn't the most intimate friendship. Like I think level 5. So that was level 4 is close friends. Level 5 though is like best friends this is like intimate friendship this is like the the closest you can get um so you trust to you trust these people a lot these are people like you can you can get fucked up in front of i think 
what I I know I have like a best friend or intimate friends when I know I can truly be myself around these people. I can be as weird as I want to be and I don't have to worry about being judged. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can say, you know, these are people you might go to jail for. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let me tell you how how. So I have three friends that I think fall in this category, which I think is a lot. Like it I, only, a I lot. think you only need one or two, um, but I have three. I know, let me tell you how weird it can get between us. So let's say we're on a road trip, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're on a road trip. Let's say I'm driving and all these niggas is asleep. If I start singing a song <laughs> and I'm not even talking about like top 40 shit because I feel like top 40 shit, you could just start busting. I don't think you even know any top 40 songs. Not now, but maybe <laughs> back in the 90s, you know. Um, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about really weird. So I can start singing the, 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 the intro song to the Pokemon cartoon back in the day. <laughs> you remember that shit? I no. want to be the very best. You don't oh, remember yeah, that yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah. If I just started busting out singing that in a car with these dudes, you know what would happen? They would start singing too. They would wake up and start singing that shit. I have a hard time believing that one of them would do that, but (laughs) (laughs) all of them would start. And the only reason why they might not sing is because they don't remember the words, but all my niggas remember the words of that song. Cause that shit, that was our jam. Um, and after we're done with the song, nobody's going to ask why I started singing it. (laughs) They're just going to be like, yo, that was a cool cartoon. How many Pokemons are there now? Like a thousand. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I think these are like your ride or die people. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I don't know if we'll ever have lifestyle friends that fall in this category. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to. Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you right now, if we're on a road trip with another lifestyle couple, and I could bust out a Pokemon song, <laughs> and they sing along with us, mm-hmm. we might be Polly at that point. <laughs> <laughs> If I could get that weird in front of a couple, oh mm. shit, yeah, we might have to have a talk. Like, maybe we just all move in together. Fuck it. <laughs> um, okay. Think about our lifestyle, friends. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a little risky with you right now. Mm. So I want you to think about all of our lifestyle friends, mm-hmm. and just reflect on our experiences and your experiences with friendship. Like, could you give an example of something that? could happen to turn a lifestyle casual friendship into a close friendship like can you imagine that scenario like what is it that would need to happen in order for that transition to take place um first of all again not the best person to be asking this question (laughs) (laughs) um but it would be like, you know, some experience that we, you know, went through together. So, for instance, say we did go on vacation with a couple. Um, I think the experiences that we had would have with them on vacation could be the catalyst to move from mm-hmm. casual to close. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if we had an experience that was purely vanilla that was somehow important Mm -hmm. could be that that transition point too 
Yeah, I'd agree. Like a vacation, um, like a long vacation. I'm not talking yeah. about a weekend getaway because we've Mm-mm. done those. Yeah, no, no. Um, but a long vacation, like say a week, mm-hmm. and it's not like you know on Bliss or even in uh, Naughty and Nolans, yeah, where like you can you can leave people and find you can find a bunch of casual friends. No, um, like something that we not like not like we went to the same place at the same time necessarily, but somewhere something like we plan to go on vacation together to spend the vacation together. Mm-hmm. Fucking and not fucking. <laughs> right. Um I think and I I'd agree. I think that's true because at some point during that time like people are going to have to, they're going to see glimpses of the real you and you're going to see glimpses of the real them because you can't really hide certain parts of yourself for that long. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think in that way, boundaries get tested like naturally. And if, if those boundaries are tested and people still kind of accept you, Mm -hmm. that builds a certain level of trust and intimacy that can move someone from casual to close yeah and we haven't done that yet so i think that's 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 why but i you know a lot of couple and and i that's not the only way i think there are a bunch of other ways but i think the key is like testing the boundary testing to see how people respond when you expose parts of yourself Mm um so i actually um posted a question on instagram about this Mm-hmm. And we got a few responses. Um, so one of them that I thought was interesting came from Brenda and Corey of the Mixed Nuts podcast. Um, I don't know if you can read this out. So this is from Corey. Okay, so this is something I had to learn the hard way. I thought like-minded meant friends. I found out a lot of people I put in the friend zone, I had to pick back up and put them in the acquaintance zone. Some women took my friendship as an okay to overstep boundaries and worse yet, talked to me like I was stupid. As a result, I went to the far other end and practically made people have to pass a a background check before becoming friendly to them. I am working on finding a place in the middle. We do have a handful of friends that are true couple friends. I learned to not give that word away so fast before someone has earned it. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'm I'm skeptical of friends. Um skeptical of female friends or male friends, does it matter? Or just it is just the whole gamut of lifestyle friends. I mean, yeah, I think both, but obviously for different reasons. Mhm. Um, this triggered a couple of things for me. Um, one of them might be a little bit off topic, but like, um, like when Corey said, like women treating him like he was stupid, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is what he meant by it, but I interpreted that to mean that, um, he felt like women were trying to manipulate him, mm-hmm. um, may, perhaps with sex, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. I feel like women have no respect for the intellectual capacities of men when it comes to sex. Like once, <laughs> like, and rightfully so sometimes sex, like it, it short circuits us mm-hmm. and, and we start acting like cavemen. Yeah. Um, but like a man with a partner he loves is re- responds completely different to these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's interesting that there are still women out there that'll, that'll try to manipulate um 
Uh, this is something I stay very clear of. Um, it's interesting if there, there are certain women who've approached me in the lifestyle. Um, and like the way I would have responded when I was younger to women approaching me in the lifestyle this way, Mm -hmm. it's very different. Um, (laughs) it's very different because, um, I don't know, I guess, you know, being a single male is just, I don't know, you respond differently to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But being in a relationship with somebody, you with someone you love and cherish and having a partnership, mm-hmm. it's just, it it doesn't mean much. It's just a hot chick, you know, kind of, right. you know yeah. what I mean? It's just a different mindset. It doesn't have the same kind of value. It, not at all. Yeah. Um, it doesn't even have the same level of eroticism. It's just like, it's like, bitch, did you talk to my wife? Like, what do you, what, what is this? Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so, um, so that was interesting. Um, I think, uh, there was another, yeah. So it's, it's interesting that again, like Corey was talking about pushing people back into the acquaintance zone, mm-hmm. which is what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, because they tested a boundary and it didn't work. So they had to step, step all the way back. Yeah. Um, so Brown Girl also commented, she said, for me, they are just lifestyle friends. I keep them separate from my personal life. Uh, lifestyle is extracurricular activity, is an extracurricular activity for me. So she keeps, and I think we heard this from other people, mm-hmm. they keep their lifestyle friends completely separate. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Um some people, a lot of people have a different philosophy on this kind of thing where some are actually looking for friends. They'll write that on their profile. They're looking to be friends first before, yeah. before playing. Did you have a philosophy on that? Like what, what is your feeling there? I feel like if you move into the, uh, close friendship area, then like you can mix. I'm not, I'm not, I'm I'm not a, along the lines of they have to stay completely separate all the time. And we've mixed company. Um and we've done that and successfully. Um and so I think it depends on the people, the couple and you know how close you are, how well you know them, if mm-hmm. you know if they go you know blow your cover or whatever, you know. Um and sometimes you never you never know that. Um mm-hmm. and I know people have had situations where it has been mixed company and they've gotten kind of their co- cover blown and so they're like never again will I mix, you know, lifestyle people and vanilla people. Mm-hmm. Um so I just yeah, I think it depends on the relationship, but I'm not opposed. Since my friendship pool is so small, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be one to have hard and fast rules around that. <laughs> You know, um, when it comes to some of our casual, because I think we've actually tried. I feel like we've tried to, um, there are certain couples we have invited to certain parties because we felt comfortable enough Mm -hmm. with them to like, you know, meet your mom, like meet our like vanilla friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we'd have to like sneak off to the side and be like, okay, so what's the story about how we met? Mm -hmm. Um, Which, which I just, I just love, but (laughs) But one of the, but I, 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 I gotta like confess, like there are some lifestyle couples I'm just dying to meet, like introduced to some of our vanilla friends. Mm-hmm. 
just because just to fuck with my vanilla friends yeah, a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're just certain certain ones that are just so fucking uptight and uh-huh. like you know our lifestyle friends are just like cool and shit and yeah. just like yo just fucking stop clenching your fucking asshole just relax <laughs> um you know and just to, just to see where the conversation will go mm-hmm. like you know um all right so this is another um this is another message from uh, Instagram. Um, so this is from Marilyn Mogul. Everybody stays in their own box. Lifestyle friends, work friends, high school friends, college friends, and kids friends' parents. We keep them all separated, but I do feel like we are real friends with people we meet in the lifestyle. We have been to haunted houses. Ooh, man, fuck COVID. I had the same <laughs> fucking response when I read that shit. <laughs> I was like, damn, that'd be cool to go with her. Oh, God. All right, go ahead. Um, out to dinner, birthday parties, housewarming, et cetera. I think this, uh, these moments create friendships. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Fucking cool. Now, so the only, co- co- the only caveat here, I think, that this brought to my attention is um, kids, friends, parents. So if I'm friends with my child's kid i wouldn't mix company because i wouldn't want to jeopardize my child's friendships oh that's a good point because like if they find out you know something happens and we're with you know our child's friends parents and they're like oh they're in a lifestyle they have a you know immoral home you can't play with them anymore like that would be i wouldn't i would feel so bad that i would you know devastate my child's friendship you know because of something that had to do that has nothing to do with them so that would be the only caveat on people keeping people separate yeah that's a good point um at some point we're going to be running into that Mm -hmm. um i'd be interested to see to hear how other people handle that um or just be friends with lifestyle people that have kids that are around your kid's age (laughs) yeah i mean yeah that would work that would work. Um, all right. This episode has been great because I, I had to really think about a few things that I hadn't really been able to to talk about, mm-hmm. um, about how relationships form. And, you know, this is something I've become increasingly passionate about because um, relationships are really important. Um, and I'm not just talking about like friendships, but just relationships in all works of life, um, you know. Your work life, school life, friendships are fucking important and definitely important when you're trying to smash. Yeah, because wasn't there, I feel like, and I could have be making this up, that there was like a study that people who had more intimate relationships live longer. Yeah, that's probably true. I know um, certainly as you get older, um, your friendships are crucial. Mm-hmm. Um because honestly, that that level of friendship means you you may have a level of social support, which honestly is like our lifeline mm-hmm. as we get older. Um, but yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. This was a fun episode. Um, and um, yeah, peace out. Hey sexies, this is the bell here to let you know that you can support us through Patreon. On Patreon, you can get access to our Pillow Talk conversations, where we have private reflections on media, sexuality, our dates, relationships, and life in general. 
our personal blog where we describe our private thoughts and lifestyle experiences and get a shout out on the show ultimately we upload content to our patreon at least once a week outside of our monthly episodes if you want to sign up for our gold tribe membership you will get access to our band community where you can have real-time access to us and our community that's right real-time access where we regularly guide and participate in chats about the crazy shit we think about on the daily basis it is also a golden opportunity to get regular access to us where you can ask questions and tell us what's on your mind our platinum package comes with access to our our live monthly q a and the diamond package comes with one personal custom voice recording by myself or the bomber and a customized review of your lifestyle profile These tiers are created purposefully to make delivering our content manageable on our end as we have a ton of listeners. The proceeds from our Patreon support will be used to invest in better equipment to improve the quality of the show and the content we offer. You can find the link to our Patreon on our homepage at www.blackinkinkylifestyle.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please do check us out on Twitter and Instagram at blackinkinky. You can also find us under the same name on Cassidy, APG, Amore Getaways, and Patreon. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube under Black and Kinky Lifestyle. Feel free to email us at black, the letter N, kinky, lifestyle at gmail.com. Or call and leave a voice message at 937-462-0744. Bye. Black and Kinky, Black and Kinky, Black and kinky Lifestyle.